This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and the Thursday, just a couple of days since Tuesday's big midterm results. Who better to handicap all those results with and talk about them than the founder, of course, of the largest online progressive community, dailycoast.com, the host of The Brief, and the founder of Civics with a Q, Marcos Melitsis. Hey, buddy, how are you? Big night Tuesday night. Big night, not midterm elections, but uh, primaries primary heading election. into and right. and obviously the big ballot initiative in, in Kansas, which um, I mean, I'm on. It, it's nice. You know, Mark, we don't win convincingly very often. Like True. the last few cycles, we either lose right. narrowly right, or we win narrowly. And, and so it's rare to have this moment where like, oh, my God, like. We are so it confirms that we are on the right side of an issue, even in a red state like Kansas. And of course, we're talking about abortion. Kansas uh, had a constitutional amendment that would allow the uh, legislature to enact a constitutional uh, enact a ban on abortion. The Kansas Supreme Court ruled that that abortion is not um, that abortion is guaranteed by Kansas state constitution. So this, this was a ballot initiative to uh, rewrite the state constitution. And uh, Mark, we know abortion rights are wildly popular. We know it polls between 60 and 70% in almost all states. Only about four or five states have a more people support um, abortion restrictions than not. And those five states are what you would imagine, right? Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, West Virginia, I think are, are Louisiana maybe, are pretty much it. So. We know that, but for the last 50 years, Republicans and conservatives have voted on abortion. Liberals have never done so. Conservatives are so single issue focused on abortion, the way they are on guns, but let's, you know, we can focus on abortion. They're so single issue focused that they will turn out and vote in every election, no matter what, because of abortion. They don't care what the candidate is. They supported Donald Trump, even though, you know, evangelicals supported Donald Trump, even though he's a, He's disgusting, moral human being. Um, and they'll turn out no matter what the issues are. They'll turn out doesn't matter who the candidate is. They're going to they're going to vote on abortion. They're going to vote on guns. Right. They had that single minded focus. We don't have that. In fact, our people, it's hard to turn out liberals, the core liberal base. We've made some strides in recent years, like the black vote is becoming more locked in as far as turnout. 
but the youth vote isn't, the Latino vote isn't, the single woman vote isn't. Uh, a lot of that is young, like young people, right? And Latinos are a young community. Single women are usually young. Our part of our big base is young people and um, they just don't turn out and vote, right? So we, don't, we haven't had that single issue drive. And it allows Republicans to use uh bs um is- issues and then issues like the honduran caravan and critical race theory and, you know because they muddy the water they have their core base that's going to turn out no matter what and ours doesn't right so ours can maybe sit it out or they're just not properly motivated or like happened in 2010 with obama they're like oh we don't like that obama didn't do x y or z so we're just not going to vote and it quite frankly has screwed us so we knew that abortion was deeply popular. We did not know if liberals were going to turn out and vote on abortion. That's what we didn't know. And Kansas was the first test that we've had. And a state that gave Donald Trump a 16-point victory just defeated, just upheld abortion rights by, they're still counting, in the margins, but it's going to be about 18 points. It's almost, it's, it's 58 to 42. That's, I think where we're at 58, 41, which is mind blowing. And Mark, I've been on this show talking about, you know, for the last year, how the Supreme court was going to be an issue. Uh, Donald Trump running for president early and how the Supreme court were going to be issues in 2022 midterms and all the punditry, which is the election punditry, which is mostly white men didn't even, they couldn't even process that. It didn't even even occur to them that some people may be slightly upset at losing their rights. And even after the Supreme Court made its decision, uh, you had all these articles by these people saying, well, it's unclear if this is going to have an impact. You had had some of them saying things like, uh, the issue will fade by election day, as though losing your rights you know, you kind of shrug it off after a few weeks of, a, and, uh, and and so Kansas has just told us that one, it's it's going to be a big issue. It uh, there's there's been great data that's still coming out on the number of people who registered to vote. About eighty percent of them were women, and new voters. Uh, the the turnout in Kansas in a middle of the summer low traditionally low turnout primary election was the same turnout as the 2016 presidential election in Kansas we're getting i've been saying if we get presidential level turnout we win because and Kansas is showing us that we are probably on the path to presidential level turnout and the creation of a new single issue voter uh, in the democratic party so Republicans think, oh, people are going to be upset at gas prices. Yeah, no, gas prices, you're taking people's right away. That's what they're going to be voting on. And that is serious trouble to Republicans in all of the closed battleground states and in suburbia. And this threatens suburbia. And the turnout in suburban Kansas, people are still crunching numbers, but the turnout in suburban Kansas was so massive and so pro abortion rights that Sharice Davis, who is, uh, you know, Native American Democratic Congresswoman from the Kansas City suburbs, Republicans read through her district to try to to try to defeat her. Looking at the numbers from last night or from Tuesday night, it looks pretty 
I think people are pretty confident now that not only can we win that seat, hold that seat, but our chances are pretty good in holding the governorship and making gains in uh, other statewide elected offices in Kansas. We're not talking a battleground state in Kansas. That's that's important. Uh, and, and I guess it, it. But now here's the question. Uh, we know what it did. Do we have a sense yet? It probably is probably too early. Um, how many Republican women voted? We we know um, we know that at least twenty percent of Republicans voted to protect abortion rights. Wow! Because the candidates, because it's a Republican primary, the candidates for for the Republican nomination for governor was about eighty thousand fewer votes. Um, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm getting screwed up, but yeah, no, the, the math, I forget the math, I, but it's about 80,000 Republicans. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's a big deal. Oh, I remember. It's the difference between the democratic votes for governor and the votes that the measure got. So when you look at the, at the, at the, at the spread, right? I mean, I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but let's say 600,000 voted for the, for the, uh, for the measure. And then you look at Democrats, 400,000 Democrats turned out. There's a big margin. Some of those are independent. So people were able to, to crunch those, those margins and come right. out at, at 20% of Republicans had to have voted for the uh, for um, the measure. Now, 20% is not a lot. That means 80% voted for the, you know, to, to ban abortion. But it shows that there's a big, big chunk. And I would not be surprised if, you know, 20% was heavily heavily um, focused in, in suburban areas. But the other factor that, that just absolutely has blown everybody's mind is um, if you look at a congressional map of Kansas, it's got six congressional districts. Two of those are blood red, blood red, right? These are the, you know, these are like Trump won them by like 40 points. Um, there's one competitive district, Sharice Davis, and then the rest are all, you know, Republican, not as crazy Republican, but still Republican districts the ballot measure failed. So in other words, abortion, people voted for abortion rights in all six congressional districts. Even yeah. in the most blood red districts, it failed. And, and, you know, just hearing you talk about how they've done this single issue and how they've been able to mobilize their base, you know, they, they kind of probably too set themselves up because Republicans have always had these dumb issues and they worked, they, CRT worked in Virginia. Yep. And I, I guess they thought this would go the same way. But the difference is um, these other issues like CRT and other ones they've had in the past, Marcos, weren't real issues. You know, you're tr trying to get people to, uh, to get our base mobilized around ghost issues. You know, so you know, it's hard to mobilize people around um, preserving the teaching of CRT when there's no CRT taught. I mean, that's right. part of the confusion. <laughs> but see, they messed up on this because everybody knows what, that's black and white. Abortion is real. Everybody knows what that is. That's not gray. That's not something made up. You know, and I, I think they poked uh, the wrong bear. At least I hope they did. And, and this is what we're going to see. Now, um, a couple questions for you. And, and, and I'm not clear on this. Well, I'm trying to look up those actual numbers in Kansas. But now the if we could get. Could we do is too late now, I'm sure. 
But if we got this kind of referendum on every ballot, it's uh, it would mobilize yeah. even more people, wouldn't it? No, I'm, I'm like, can we can we collect some signatures and get it back on a Kansas ballot for November? Let's do this <laughs> right, again. Right, right. This right, is right. Fun. Um, it's in it's in six states. And uh, um, yeah, it's too late to to add more, but but it's in it's on the ballot in California, in Michigan, which is actually incredibly important because both those states have some really tight house races. And this will absolutely generate turnout uh, for Democrats down the ballot. And of course, in, in, in Michigan, Michigan's a 50 50 state. We have to um, to hold the governor's race. We have to we have to win the secretary of state's office. Lots of important stuff happening in Michigan, not a Senate race, but everything else is on the ballot. And so this will be absolutely incredibly uh, important and incredibly helpful. And the same in California, we have around Orange County, there's about three or four, I think it's four Republican held seats that are, that are, you know, it's very, very slight Republican lean. It's Orange County, which has been shifting in, in previous years. Democrats took those seats in the 2018 wave. They lost them in 2020. And now we have a chance to, they're a little redrawn because of redistricting, but um, we have a chance to pick those up. Uh, Kentucky. Now, there's nothing down ballot to really push for, but Kentucky is going to be in the same place as as you know Kansas. It's a very Republican state, and you think, well, they're gonna they're gonna ban abortion, and now it's not that obvious that that people are really that into banning abortion, and so it'll it'll be in several states. But you know what? Democrats, I think, are finally starting to realize it's going to be on every ballot. It's going to be on every race. If I'm the Democrats, my entire campaign, and I think they're going this way, the entire campaign is they took away your right to an abortion and now they're gunning for your right to contraception. They're gunning to your right on uh, same-sex marriage. They're gunning on your right to interracial marriage. And if you you used to think we were chicken little when we said they want to take away your rights. Now you realize we were right. That's right. They did it. And don't even don't even believe me. Here's Here's Clarence Thomas's opinion. He literally says this is what's coming next. Food. So oh, there's food. really nothing. Yeah, there's nothing else to talk about. I mean, literally, you don't there doesn't have talk about guns. I think guns um, there's there's a there's there's a growing movement towards single issue liberal voters on guns. Not quite there yet, but it's 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 getting there. The decision in New York, the Supreme Court decision in New York uh pushed us towards that and of course you know the you know weekly massacres all across the country so that that sort of building but the, the abortion thing right now it is it's cutting through um all sorts of of what people thought they knew about politics I and mean, when you have these these rural red hyper conservative district you know counties in Kansas and they're splitting 50-50 on the issue of abortion when they gave Trump 80% of the vote, people are starting to realize there, there's something here. Now, I want to caution that there is a disconnect between people voting for abortion rights and voting for Democrats. It, it's it's not one-to-one. -one. Yeah, that was my we, we can't show up. Mind. Yeah, we can't show up in November and say, you know, this Republican's going to vote against abortion and I will protect it and we will get those same numbers. I mean, if we did... You know, Kansas would be a 15 point Democratic state in, in 2024. That's not that's not going to happen. I don't I've, I've seen a couple articles. I saw some headlines today where people are, are trying to look into the polling and trying to understand why that is. I, I didn't get a chance to look deeper into that. That's going to be something I think people are going to be exploring um, quite a bit 
in in the next uh, months uh, heading into the election, right? What what how much ground can we potentially pick up by by making every single race on a ballot about abortion? Because uh, you have twenty percent of of Republican voters in uh in in kansas voted to protect abortion rights but i think it's also important that the the new democratic voters um like it was 80 percent of all new registrations uh starting when the draft decision came out and spiking dramatically after the actual final decision came out 80 percent were women uh i wouldn't doubt if a lot of the 20 percent of men were actually people who who support abortion rights right that doesn't necessarily follow that that just because you're men, they're not going to support abortion rights. And um, in a turnout, this massive turnout. And if we can chip away, remember, we're, we're talking Arizona, Georgia, uh, North Carolina, Ohio, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. These are races that that may hinge by one or two points. You don't have to peel away 20% of Republicans, pro-choice Republicans, and have them vote for the Democratic candidate. If you peel away one or two points here and there, you boost voter registration, you boost turnout. It's an entirely different landscape. Everything changes. I mean, I'm, I'm literally talking about throwing away the playbook that we've known, that we've, that we've worked with, and starting from scratch. So it's imperative that Democrats make this an issue, and it's imperative that they say the word abortion. Yesterday's statement, or Tuesday's statement by, by Joe Biden, did not use the word abortion. Like, it, you could tell that the old consultants would sit in there, like, workshopping this thing. People got really angry. And then on Wednesday, the statement actually used the word abortion, right? Like in, in new like, remarks. People need to know what you're talking about. Stop trying to talk in some weird code that you think is not going to turn people off. 60 to 70% of Americans support abortion rights, not support choice, this amorphous choice, right? No, they support abortion rights. Say exactly what you mean. Democrats support abortion <laughs> rights. Right, right, right. Say what you mean, mean what you say. So I want to go back to the two because you're talking about the one to one, um, because I did see someone write that you you'll have people who will vote in favor of abortion rights, but then on the ballot will vote for a Republican for office, and, and that, that's what you're saying. That's where the disconnect is in yeah. some places, right? But, but not, not Democrats. I mean, Democrats are going to vote against for abortion rights and vote for that Democratic candidate, but. Exactly. Excuse me, obviously, you did have Republicans who would vote for abortion rights, but then vote for a, a, a jackass Republican candidate. Um, and we know yeah, that I mean, ticket splitting happens. They do that. Crazy people. Yeah. And, and it, a lot of it depends on on what their issue priorities are. Right. People are complex. Not everybody's going to be single issue about abortion. So you can easily be like, yeah, I, I, I think people should have a right to choose to have an abortion or not. But you know what? I like my tax cuts or whatever. I don't know. What else do Republicans stand for? I'm trying to think of something else, but I ran out really quickly. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Tax cuts. Remember, I, like there's, there's tax sort of, cuts. I like my carbon emissions. Yeah, carbon uh, emissions. They've been drilled by conservative media for, for decades now. And breaking people from those traditional voting habits is incredibly tough. And this is why you still have Dixiecrats, right? You have, you have in the South, you have voters that are registered Democrat that haven't voted for a Democratic candidate in 30 years, right? Because it's it's inertia. It's, so it's, it's tough. But if you start peeling away on this issue and 
for the next, I mean, I'm not talking for the next three months before the election. I'm talking, this is it. This is, we are the party of privacy, of rights. And this is what we brand around for the next decades as Republicans are the party of, of, uh, of, you know, um, taking away your rights, of, of, of anti-democracy, of autocracy, of kleptocracy. That's their party. We're the party of economic freedom. We're the party of bodily freedom, freedom to choose how to live your life, who to love, whether to use contraception or not. I mean, that starts becoming very powerful. And it gets us away from a electorate that is easily swayed by CRT or even turned off. Because a lot of that crap that that Republicans do, it's not designed necessarily to win votes. It's designed to get people to go like, oh, politics is ugly and, and stupid and I don't want to even pay attention. It's too depressing. It's, a, it's designed to turn people off. They want to shape the electorate. They want only the right people voting. Now they're losing on that, which is why you, you see them trying to keep, you know, um, black people from voting, you know, Latinos from voting, college students in college towns from voting. Like they're, they're working on the infrastructure of the elections. They're trying to, to in, in Arizona on Tuesday, all the statewide races were won by, by crazy anti-election, anti-democracy um, Republicans. I mean, literally the secretary of state candidate said that we don't live in a democracy and why do Republic, why did Democrats keep trying to expand the electorate? Like literally, I'm not, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not even paraphrasing That's literally what she said. And so they don't want to count votes because they don't, they've given up the fiction that this is a center right country. Remember when you used to say that all the time, uh, this is a center right country. They haven't said that in a while and they know that. And this is why they're actually attacking democracy because rather than try to win on ideas, they're trying to, to rig the system. You know, they always project. So they're trying to rig the system to keep uh, certain kinds of people from participating. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Um, anything meaningful about any of the Trump-backed candidates and how they did Tuesday. I mean, he's got some straight up election deniers. We thought that um, is uh, Carrie Lakes. We thought that she was losing, but apparently she's surged. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and I would caution Arizona has it takes a while because <laughs> because uh, they don't because they they want to undermine trust in the system. So they they don't allow the counting of, of early votes until after Election Day. I mean, they, they it's 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 a mess. Uh, that's all by design to try to to um, to suppress sort of faith and confidence in the in the election system. So we won't know. Maybe it might even be a couple of weeks. It's it's close enough that uh, we won't actually know who won that race. But I I would if I had to guess, I think she's going to win. But should our approach in terms of that though be? Because we know Democrats backed or, or kind of helped promote some of the crazy candidates is the, the Trumpier or the closest, closer the association with Trump 
the more that helps as well? Is that a, a rule of thumb? I mean, I think it depends on where we're talking about. But yeah, I think in, in battleground places, particularly now, I mean, there, there's always a danger of backfires, right? You know, I, I remember in 2016, I was rooting for Trump to win because I thought he'd be the easiest to beat. So this yeah. is playing with fire. Let's just be very clear. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it works out. Claire McCaskill mm-hmm. in Missouri won re-election to the Senate in a very conservative state by by supporting the the crazier of the Republican candidates in the primary. You know, this Todd Aiken, uh, Aiken was the the uh, the um, the guy who talked about how women shut that thing down when when there's rape. And I mean, I it, it was like <laughs> so so. It sometimes works. Sometimes Donald Trump shows it. Sometimes it, <laughs> maybe it doesn't work so much. But the we found that that Oz, met, met, you know, Doctor Oz in in Pennsylvania, he's he's down about ten points in the polls, right? And he was he was a Trump endorsee, won by a tenth of a percent, you know, a couple hundred votes. It was it was it was tight, maybe a couple thousand. I forget what the final tally was, but it was it was tight. It was recount. And he has turned out to be an absolute disaster of a candidate. And, and so there's definitely places where that, that place. Now, Arizona is pretty 50-50 at this point. The, the Arizona Repu- Republican Party doesn't realize that. They still think that they're the party of, of, uh, of you know, because uh, that was like the heart of, um, of what's his face? The, the, the father of the conservative movement was Arizona um, lost the election by everything. Why can't I think of his name? Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm totally. Oh, uh, um, wait a minute. Now. It, it's... You're not talking about uh, the, the speaker. No, no. I'm, I'm, he, he was a Senator. He, he, he ran for president, got crushed. Oh, Barry, Barry. Like Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. You, I mean, you're talking about Goldwater. Goldwater, Barry Goldwater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Barry Goldwater, right. Barry Goldwater, Barry Goldwater is, is sort of the father of the conservative movement, of the modern conservative movement. Came out of Arizona. And so there is still this perception that Arizona Republican Party, that their state looks like Barry Goldwater or whatever Barry Goldwater would be today. I think today he'd be too liberal for them. And they're not evolving. In fact, they're getting even wackier and wackier and wackier and so a big part of the vote in arizona suburban suburban women we keep they keep coming back up because they're the one swing demographic in this country college educated suburban white women and uh and clear the the carry legs don't they don't they don't play in suburbia so on top of abortion now i think our our chances in arizona are pretty darn good to not just not just hold the senate seat not just hold mark kelly and he's up in the polls five six points uh, relatively comfortably, but also to win the governor's race, to win the, to uh, hold the secretary of state's office, which is critical looking ahead to 2024 because they administer elections and uh, attorney general. So there's a lot happening in a lot of these states. And so having that sort of crazy Trump candidate um, walking around. So in, in Kansas, for example, um, Kobach, remember Kobach, uh, Chris Kobach, the the anti-immigration. Um, uh, he was attorney general, and uh, Trump made him the the head of the election integrity committee, and he screwed that up because he's 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 god awful. Then he got he ran for governor in 2018, lost. That's why Democrats have the governorship in Kansas. 
and now he's running. He just got he barely, barely uh, made it through a primary, but he's running again for attorney general. And and there's a sense in Kansas that that, but Kansas Democrats that that will actually help him. That will help Democrats because he's so polarizing and so hated that he helped a Democrat win the governorship. And now he's back, you know, top of the ticket, not top of top of the ticket, but he's he's a statewide candidate. So these things, they they have an impact. In the end, though, a lot will depend on, on Democrats' ability to mobilize around elections. I like our chances. We people, Democrats seem to be eagerly jumping on that bandwagon. They weren't they weren't before for whatever reason. Uh, decades of fear. You know, remember like abortion should be safe but rare, and you know, <laughs> legal but rare. Just safe, legal, and rare. Just people have a right. And I think we're finally at that point. And Republicans are, you know, it's it's still early and there's a lot of there's a lot of really hilarious spin trying to justify the election results. But more and more, we're starting to see people, particularly the the consultants, realizing that they're in real trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lastly, since we're talking about Arizona. It is, is you seen the video going around with cinema talking with Tom Cotton uh, and yeah. she walks and, into the Republican cloakroom. And and so what do we know any more about what she's going to do on this reconciliation bill? Manchin finally came over uh, mm-hmm. shockingly, but it's like nobody still knows what she's going to do. What, what's do we do we have any intelligence on what? So nobody, nobody freaking knows. And I think that's part of her, her game. The, the problem she has is that her poll numbers are not good. And uh, Ruben Gallego, who's going to be congressman, who's going to be running against her in 2024. Yeah, 2024. He's, he's chomping at the bit, right? So he's, he's, he's been hammering her on this. And so politically, it's it's going to be really tough for her to vote no. So she may do some some theatrics in the debate. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, her best play electorally, politically, would be just to shut the heck up and vote for it. Just just not even, um, especially when she doesn't have cover for Mansion. I mean, she loses the Mansion cover. There's nothing left, right? I mean, mm, so yeah. she's she's um. She's I know they're the, the lobbyists are swarming all over her. They're they're she's their last chance business lobbyist to, to block the 15% minimum corporate tax. Uh there is a there is a lobbyist quoted in one of the DC publications on Wednesday saying that they were they were they had hope because she had been reaching out and asking them what what was so bad about a 15% minimum tax. So that made it sound like she's looking for an excuse to to make noise about about that but the it's it's my guess in the my guess is that at the end that self-preservation kicks in and she votes for it just because she has no cover like she does not want to be left hanging in the wind um particularly at a time when democrats seem resurgent in uh in arizona and mark kelly looks safe for a re-election right now and he's supposed to be one of the most endangered Democrats. It is it, do we have any reason to believe Selma might go ahead and flip? I mean, she's got a history of being a Bernie supporter and being, you know, pro-choice and being pro-voting rights. And I mean, she says 
all like if you were just to follow through and, and see her her like press releases, she wouldn't look that different from a from a rank and file Democrat. It's her drama. It's 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 her trying to, you know, doing what she's doing now, right? You know, just putting potentially putting a wrench into things. She may vote the right way in the end. That doesn't negate the fact that she just created instability and uncertainty for a week for no freaking reason, for no reason whatsoever. None. Zero. How and cl- I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's it. How close are we to getting something passed that would codify a rope? Do we Two know? Two senators. Two senators. Two senators short. Okay. All we need is to get rid of the filibuster. If we get rid of the filibuster. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. And, and Manchin would probably vote no. And, you know, I said that <laughs> that uh, abortion is is has majority support in 46 of 50 states. And the least support is West Virginia. Now, I don't think Manchin's going to get reelected, but who knows? He's, he's, he's shown the ability to survive in the most hostile territory. That's why I try to give him a pass. He makes it hard sometimes, but I try. I try to give him a pass sometimes. Um, cinema obviously doesn't have that. But if we get the two votes, then, and ideally three, and, and, and Mark, we're looking, I, 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 did a, I did a rundown on Daily Coast on, um, last week. Like I, I dug into each race. We're looking really good, Mark, to pick up at least three. I mean, we have um, Fetterman in Pennsylvania has about a 10-point lead right now. Um, the um, um, North Carolina, you know, we have a one, two-point lead. It's, it's tight, but, but um, we almost won last time and we only lost uh, last election because of our freaking candidate couldn't keep his, you know, zipper tied had an affair mid mid campaign season that came out um we have uh wisconsin ron johnson's a couple of points behind and and um he literally yesterday called for the um called for rethinking social security and medicare so okay good good job <laughs> thanks <laughs> we could use all the assist uh you can possibly give us um so Pennsylvania is almost, it's a guaranteed pickup. Not guaranteed. You can never guarantee anything. We got to work hard for it, but it's looking really, really good. So that, and I think we had a 50-50 situation in in Wisconsin, in North Carolina. Uh, Ohio is shockingly competitive, even though it shouldn't be. It's an plus eight, it's an eight point Trump state, but um, J.D. Vance is turning out to be a disaster candidate for the Republicans. And, and, uh, we got a good one in, in uh, Representative Ryan, who, again, he's one of these people who's <laughs> can be a little ob- obnoxious sometimes. But but uh, he's 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 cooled out a lot, I think. I mean, I, I yeah. think he's, you yeah. know, I, I think I, what I he kind of had. Remember, he had that moment he wanted to run against Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, and that's when that kind of hurt him. But you know, ever since then, he's had the viral moments he's had have been good and welcome. Uh, yeah. And nobody in party leadership has really knocked it for him. Knock, knocked him for it, I should say. Um, so, you know, he 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 just before his image was looked like it might go off into another direction off a cliff. As a matter of fact, he kind of course correct. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 And I don't there's there's still, you know, Florida's not out of the picture. Um, you know, last poll I saw, which was before 
uh, before the Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade had um, we were five to six points behind in uh, in an incredible poll. So it's it's you know Rubio has the leg up on uh, on on uh, I'm just not good with names today. Val Val Demings. Val Demings. Yeah, um, he's got a leg up on her, but. Right. Within striking distance. And we got to see what's going to happen now with with Dobbs and the way that the issue is completely reshuffling. And she's raising unbelievable amounts of money. I think she's close to 50 million if she hasn't crossed it, which is just it's mind blowing amounts of money. And. Uh, Mark, I hope you're excited about Sherry Beasley in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. 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 She is. I'm excited amazing. about her. I'm, I'm still excited, excited about Val. I think that there's still something there. And I think that the likelihood of DeSantis doing more stupid things, I mean, you can count on him to do something else ridiculous between now and then. He's already done so many ridiculous, I mean, just way out there things in in Florida. So, and Val's the kind of person that I know and the kind of candidate I know. You know, you know how some people even if it doesn't look right, it's like you something about them. You know, they know something you don't know. Mm-hmm. Val is very intelligent, <clears throat> very thorough. And I think that she knows something uh, and has some information that is going to end up being a comfort to us all. I, I just I feel I, like- I, to me, the, the wild card is Trump. Right. I mean, he, he's yeah. looking. I think he wants to announce for president because he thinks that will protect him from the Justice Department indicting him. I think that's the big motivation right now. And uh, he's going to him and, and DeSantis are already sort of sniping at each other. And the sooner they start tearing each other apart, the better it is for our chances in, in Florida. So I'm really kind of hoping that <laughs> they they kick that up. So Republicans, the two chances are Georgia and, and Arizona, Arizona. Mark Kelly's up five to ten points in the polling. Georgia, um, you know, we're, we're seeing we're seeing um, Herschel Walker, the Republican, just <laughs> It's such a bad it's I, I feel bad for him. I mean, he, he got yeah, he got no, hit too yeah. many times. I mean, it's 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 right. it's actually cruel it to is. trot him out there uh, when well, he's it, not well. It, it's hard. You know, Herschel, when he played ball, he was a hero. I mean, here I love Herschel. We all watched him play. He it is painful to watch and it looks exploitative. Yeah. And as more comes out, then he got all these children. And then the truth of the matter is Herschel was diagnosed with multiple personality disorder before the alleged football injuries yeah. and CTE. So, you know, dude's got some stuff. Yeah. And like I told you, when we had the reparations here and they sent him to testify against HR 40. Yeah. And this lady literally said, well, my uncle was lynched and nobody did anything about that. I said, Herschel, you realize you just made our case. You're making our case. <laughs> But I, I, I couldn't get mad at I, you know, <laughs> Clarence Thomas. Carry on, Clarence. Yeah, yeah. Carry on, Herschel. No, I actually felt, because he even, when he said it, he got a little emotional. I even felt sorry some Herschel. What, what? Clarence can't stand him, cut him no slack, eat him alive. Herschel, there's something wrong there. Um, and uh, I ran into somebody over the weekend, man, who knows him personally. We pass each other. He said, Mark, I really hate to see this. Herschel said, why? He said, no, Mark Herschel's, he's really a sweet guy. I know him. And they're just taking advantage of him. So that he made me feel even worse. Um, and I think and I think people are, are getting it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. folks, we do politicians a favor in their lives when we don't vote for them. No, I All right. I, I remember 
one time, you know, Marin Barry was just in recovery and he wanted to, everybody loved Marin. People felt bad for him, but people didn't reelect Marin. I'll never forget in Washington, D.C. that year for his own good. The sentiment was, Marion, you need to take a break and take care of yourself. We don't need you to serve us. You need to go and get help. And I think that people feel that way about Herschel. Um, so, yeah, because you can't, that, nobody wants to, that's too painful to watch. Yep. Somebody, instead of six years, that's just going, and they'll, he'll become a meme. They'll clown him. You know, there's Republicans are Republicans, y'all, and they're racist. And they love still to this day to ridicule people to make buffoons out of some of them are laughing at Herschel while they pimp him out. Let's yeah. just be clear about that. They're using him. They're pimping him out, laughing in him all the way to the bank. And that's not the, and the main person doing it is, uh, is Donald Trump. And there's no telling what Trump said to him made him feel like he had to do it. So yeah, if you love Herschel, don't vote for him. Tell your family and friends not to vote for him. Give him all the awards so, and accolades, you know, give him a yeah. <clears throat> 30 if he doesn't have one already. <laughs> so yeah, so at this point I'm not I'm not worried about I mean I'm worried, but I'm not worried about losing the Senate anymore. In fact, <laughs> the Republican um Republican Senate committee was taped at a uh, donor retreat basically conceding that they were they were probably going to lose Pennsylvania, but they still had a path to the majority because they were going to win, they were going to compete in, in Washington and Colorado. Now Washington and Colorado, the Democrats are 20 points ahead in, you know, and 10, 15 point Biden states. I mean, this is not, it's not serious. And so they're trying to put a brave face on the fact that, that their path to the majority is, is in real, real trouble. So our thing is we don't have a majority, right? So our path, we're both fighting for a path to the majority. Our, our path is better. We need to pick up two. We can pick up three. Then we have even, we have some cushion against, you know, the odd, like Diane Feinstein, who, you know, is 90 years old and might be like, comedy and the suit, you know, the filibuster. So there's people, you, you know, you, maybe having a little cushion there would be really, really nice, but really I think we get it done with, with two. So Fetterman, he's going to be the, one of them. And then we got to pick up one of, of Wisconsin or North Carolina or Ohio or Florida. And if we can pick up two of those or three of those, heck even better, particularly since the map gets really, really tough in 2024 and 2026. So this is our, this would be our last chance to to take the Senate until 2028. So this is this is why this is this is really 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 important for us to to um to pick up as many seats as we can. And and we've been gifted this opportunity. It it blows my mind that politically the Supreme Court didn't think. And I think because they think that that they're on the right. Like I don't think they realize. Um, I mean, you know, Jenny Thomas is probably walking around. Uh, to, uh, talking about how Kansas voters voted against it because it wasn't tough enough. The amendment that that's what the, that's what the um, president of the, of the, uh, of uh, CPAC of the conservative political action committee said, he said, it's because it didn't have personhood language. That's why it lost. People wanted tougher language. I bet Jenny Thomas is one of those people. And so they live in this alternate reality. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 
dailycoach.com, civics.com with a Q, The Brief, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, another Thursday Coach in the Books with Marcos Melissus. We will see him at Netroots Nation. Yeah. Go to netrootsnation.com, find him on 20th anniversary of Daily Coast, folks. Um, and uh, we'll all be f- together again in person for the first time in a couple of years. Fantastic. Yeah. So and Mark, it feels good to win an election solidly. So we should try doing it more often. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, let's let's keep make it, it a habit. <laughs> Y'all got that? Let's keep it up. Doesn't it feel good? Keep it going. <laughs> so good. Keep it going. Thanks, All right, Marcos. have a great weekend. All right, you too. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.